Welcome to the Finer Things. My name is Lisa and this is Wes and we are podcasting from the members only lounge at the Cigar Lodge in Akron, Ohio. Beautiful. Beautiful. And we actually mean it this time. Akron, Ohio. And our topic today is coffee. Personally, that is about the finest thing in life for me. <laughs> I'm a coffee junkie. Yeah. I enjoy my uh, coffee as well. And in honor of our topic today, I have the uh, Tabac Especial by Drew Estate. And it's a Dolce with a coffee-flavored cigar. Well, this is completely by accident, but so do I. So we're going to both uh, have the same cigar notes, hopefully. Uh, sweet on the end. Very sweet. And it is then, a coffee-flavored cigar. Correct. Now, uh, yours should be sweet as well. Now, what are you it drinking? Is. What are you drinking over there? I am drinking, it's Cleveland whiskey. This is the one that, it's bourbon whiskey finished with hickory wood. Um, a local drink. It is. That's kind of why I wanted to try it. Let me give it a little sip here. She's going to take a little taste there while I have a puff. I've got the Johnny Walker uh, wine cask nice. version. And the wine definitely comes out in the scotch for uh, Johnny Walker. It's a great blend. It's got a nice little uh, finish to it. Uh, and it goes very well with the sweetness of the Tabaca Special Dolce. Mine is good. It's a little rougher than the whiskeys that I tend to drink and definitely rougher than the scotches that I drink, but it's tasty. No Rough. complaints. Um, just more, it's more not, harshness. it's not the smoothness of a nice 18 year old scotch. It's a whiskey. It's a whiskey. It's a good mixing whiskey for what I'm told. Sure. Oh, I'm sure it is. That probably, yeah. I don't know if I'd go for the hickory wood if you're mixing it with stuff. I think these this particular line, they've got hickory wood. I've seen an apple wood that I want to try. Sugar maple, honey locust. Putting the ashtray closer to me. <laughs> Black cherry wood. Yeah. Yeah, they got a whole range of them. So what do you like about coffee so much? I have no idea. I just, just love it. I love coffee. I love all kinds of coffee. Um... I've literally redone my entire kitchen to fit all of my coffee makers. Literally. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, that means you've got the ability to do so. Now, do you have, you, you have got, you've got the K-cup machine. I got the K-cup. And then you have the uh, French press. I don't have a French press. I have an AeroPress, which is it's one that you can take camping and stuff like that. Um... I got a tea disc, Tassimo. It's kind of like the K-Cup, but the coffee okay. tends to be a little better. I have a cold brew coffee maker. By the way, guys, if you're making cold brew, you do not use leftover hot coffee. It starts out cold. Helpful tip. Pro I've tip. Got, Pro tip. I've got a um, normal pot coffee maker. Wes is having a coughing fit. The drip coffee. You know, I don't see any more drip coffee. It's like payphones. I filled my gas. I filled up. Uh, I went to a gas station in one of the counties that I practice in mm -hmm. front of, and there was a payphone in the uh, oh gas station God. parking lot. And I literally, I, I, did, I thought about taking a picture, but I, I didn't think about it until I left. But I would like. I want to know if it still works. That's a payphone. Well, no, the wires were connected to it. So and the uh, I pick phone, it up and see. And the phone receiver was there, but it's more than a quarter. So oh it's God. just one of those things in this day and age where you're like, oh my God, that's a payphone. Wait, what do I do with this? Right, <laughs> right. I mean, and so that's not exactly a finer thing. No. Well, it could be. It kind but. of is. I mean, it's 
it's cool and nostalgic. Retro. But... I think it's retro now. I think the bars that have them, I think they're merely a facade because you can make a telephone out of anything just about now. I don't know if I'd call it retro. It, it, I think it's nostalgic. It's past the hipsters. Okay. So, yeah, because I'm going all the way to nostalgia. All the way to nostalgia. So we're talking uh, the radio flyer age, that kind of stuff. Well, crap, because I use payphones, and so I guess that puts me in that particular age. I remember having a payphone in high school. That was just super funny. We'd uh, crank yeah. all the <laughs> yes, yeah. we'd all be using payphones. <laughs> so, with um, now back to coffee. One thing I didn't drink until college was coffee. I really? didn't. Have, I did not have my first cup of coffee until I was in college. And I had my first earlier than that, but I mean that's when I kind of got into it. Well, I to my I was always up and ready to go, mm-hmm. and then uh, I had an eight o'clock my freshman year of college. I had an eight o'clock uh, calculus class. That's not okay. And I am not mathematics is not my nope. formality. We went into a law for a reason. <laughs> so, and calculus is a different language. I mean, it, yep. it really is a different and. The, woman, the professor that taught it, she's a very nice woman um, of Asian descent and had a thick accent. And, okay. you know, I, I, by the time I got to the middle of the first semester, I was just like, this is... At 8 a.m., that's r- rough. As a freshman, I just was like, I got to do something here. And yeah. we had a coffee shop on campus and everything mm-hmm. else like that. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get a cup of coffee, see how this works. And then uh, that's kind of how I got my... Uh, that's how I started my caffeine addiction. Nice. <laughs> so... I mean, I literally have, like... Probably 13 to 15 coffee makers. I'm not kidding when I say I redid my entire kitchen. I mean, tearing out walls, redid my kitchen, new cabinets and everything, because I needed more room for my coffee The look I'm giving you is not one of astonishment. It's one of amazement. what in the world is wrong with you? Everybody's got their vice, (laughs) and coffee seems to be it for Lisa. It is. Now, now how do you take your coffee? I mean, do you... Black. does Does it... All the time. Pretty much. So no cream, no sugar. Every once in a while, but almost always just straight black. No, 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 just a touch of amaretto? Nope. The only way I'll doctor it is I have a milk frother, and I love that little gadget. So you can make the lattes, right? Beautiful dry foam, a cappuccino. See, that's a, I like espresso. Okay, so for a cappuccino, you have an espresso and you add the foam on top. Latte is a lot more milk. What I'm doing is a lot drier foam. I mean, you got to use a spoon to dig this stuff out. And it's just beautiful. The milk has, when you heat it up and stir it like that, it brings out all of the sugars in the milk, the lactose. And so it, it gets really sweet. No sugar needed, just the coffee and milk on top. Yeah, you know that uh, piece of artwork that Starbucks has that goes, you know, espresso, cappuccino, latte, you know, coffee, and everything else like that. Give us the uh, Cliff's Notes version here as the expert in the room. Because my expertise mainly is that I needed coffee to get through a class. And sure. then uh, I, I will drink espresso. I have an espresso machine. Mm-hmm. And I, I enjoy uh, an espresso. And if you're uh, a pro tip, you wanna, you've, uh, want an easy dessert and mm-hmm. you want to look like you're a five-star chef, then you get to the vanilla ice cream, and mm-hmm. you pour a shot of espresso over the vanilla ice cream, mm-hmm. and you've got yourself a three-second dessert, and it makes you look like a hero. That sounds really good. <laughs> it, 
Hits all the textures, hits all the flavors. Yeah. Makes you feel like, look like a hero, especially, you know, if you're cooking dinner mm-hmm. or anything else like that. So that's a, that's a pro tip there for the espresso. Uh, I really, I, I will really advocate for the, the, the Nespresso machine because it does a really good job of making the espresso where I want they to They are nice. Yeah. And, and I will even go as far as to put a, uh, a dollop of whole cream in mm-hmm. my espresso. Like some mornings I will, some mornings I won't. You know how you just sure. wake up in the morning, you're like, yeah or no. So, but anyway, give us a primer on the basic types of, you know, what, because everybody's like, well, what's an Americano? What's an espresso? No, the espresso is a two ounce shot in a little, uh, and this is cute because uh, my, uh, my girls are, well, I have tea parties with my girls and I will drink an espresso and they'll be like, oh, you're having a tea party and they will think that I'm having a tea party because the uh, espresso glass. <laughs> the little. <laughs> okay, guys. First of all, it's called espresso, not expresso. There's no X. Um, and then second, it comes in a tiny little cup. I remember the very first time that I ordered one. Feels like you're getting cheated. And you're like, where, where's the rest of it? Uh, honestly, I was used to gas station espresso, which is not a thing. On a bonus side. It just shouldn't be a thing. Anyway. So, uh, you know. Very cost-efficient, though. Yeah. And so I go up and I order a espresso from an actual coffee bar, and they give it to me, and I'm just like, I got ripped off. <laughs> I've been hearing good things about this, but I'm going to need a lot more. I got into espresso. I had the opportunity to study abroad in college and nice. went to Oxford, mm-hmm. and we had like a six-week period of time where we had vacation, and it was great. Uh, and I had a cousin that lived in England, so it worked out well because I had a base of operations. And so I went to Italy. <clears throat> and nice. I, I can I, mean, I don't speak Italian at all, but I can order a cafe, which is a coffee. And their version of coffee is an espresso. Mm-hmm. And they serve it with uh, brown sugar and raw brown sugar. And right. these are all natural because Europe's food safety laws are way different than America's. So, uh, and it came in this little glass, and I would sit outside of uh, the place I was at and just uh, read uh, an Italian newspaper, which I had nice. no idea what was going on, but you could kind of get oh, from well. pictures and cadence. So, yeah. Oh, uh, totally. It's the, in the context and you can really see what's going on and, you know, have a cup of coffee in the morning and just kind of watch the world go by. Yeah. It was very, uh, almost like I was in a movie, but uh, no, that's where I got first exposed to espresso. Nice. Uh, but it was a cafe. Uh, and that's that's how I started to order it. I'll have a cafe because even in France, that was what it would be. So now for us beginners, yeah. What, what's the difference? I mean, when you hear americano, you hear coffee, right? You hear latte. What are we talking about, Lisa? Well, so I can't go into that great of detail. I was never a barista. I found the drinks that I like, and I kind of stuck with them. And there's a few others that I know a little bit about. She knows what she likes. I know what I like. Um. I can say I don't drink them, and I'll tell you why in a minute. Americano is you got normal coffee and um, hot water, yeah. Yeah, it's hot water. It's diluted. Now, why in God's name would I dilute my coffee? It's kind of for me. It's like putting ice cubes in your scotch. What the hell are you doing here? Pro tip: If you meet Lisa in person, do not (laughs) put an ice cube. In the scotch. I'll get offended. The conversation <laughs> went quickly. It's not Probably you. painfully. It's not you. It's oh. me. Oh, it's you. It, you put ice cubes in your scotch, it's you. Um, so as far as lattes, they've got a lot of 
milk and stuff like that. Sure. It's usually steamed, but I mean, it's going to be recognizable as like, this is a milk product. You've got some that have... And all of these things can be made by a 14-year-old person yes, they can. working at Starbucks. Yep. And that's the beauty of the product of coffee. Mm-hmm. It goes back to the 15th century. That's the early, earliest recorded, known recordings of coffee, and that that's came it. from the Arabian um, Ottoman Empire area of the world. Sure. And they would brew uh, what we would consider very weak coffee. Um, it's not that way anymore. You get Turkish coffee, and it's pretty intense. Um, and there is a difference, because I've, I've had yeah. Greek coffee, I've had Turkish coffee, and it, there is a definite difference I'm sure there is. between what happens uh, with the, how they make their coffee. Our coffee became much like America <laughs> through the Industrial Revolution, mm-hmm. or the G.I. Joe. And we needed to, for World War One and World War Two. everybody wanted a cup of joe and a cup of coffee. And so America put their mass production into how do we make the, a cup of coffee the quickest we can. It wasn't worried about sure. quality. It was, how do we make the most coffee for our entire citizenry? Right. And that's where you get the 8 o'clock bean, and you get the uh, famous uh, diner photo where everybody's sitting at the diner mm-hmm. counter having a cup of coffee mm-hmm. you know, that you, everybody has in their head right now. And that's your standard cup of coffee. Right. So to go back to the Turkish coffee for a minute, um, that's one of the very few coffee makers that I do not have is an Ibrik. It's a little copper pot. And by little, I mean maybe about the size of a, maybe a little smaller than a cup size measuring cup. And it's got a handle on it. Traditionally, it was heated on hot sand. I don't have one of these. I've tried coffee out of one. Because of the regions for which it came, they were using what they had available to them right. to create the product. Right. And I know exactly where to get an Ibrick. I just don't have one. The most fascinating coffee maker that I do have is a vacuum pot. And essentially, you it's a thing of beauty. I mean, it just looks nice on the shelf. It's got the top part, and you mix water and grounds, and there's like a little chain that dips down into a lower pot, and you stick a candle under there, or like a, a sterno heat, can. Heat source. And it heats it up, draws the water up to the top, and then drips back down and leaves the grounds in the top and the coffee in the bottom. It's not the most fantastic, mind-blowing coffee I've ever had, the Nespresso, tends to be pretty damn good. But it's just a thing of beauty. It's a lovely coffee. Artistic. It really is. Very creative and artistic. And a thing of beauty is the way that this Johnny Walker uh, wine cask blend and this tobacco special. I was about to say, speaking of coffee, how your cigar are pairing very well together. I enjoy tobacco anyway, and Drew mm-hmm. Estate has been always been one of my favorite. Mm-hmm. The Java by Drew Estate is usually one of my go-to. It's it really nice. Can't go, and they're using their box press. Um, they currently are out of uh, stock here at the Members Only Lounge uh, at the Cigar Club in beautiful Akron, Ohio. Uh, but uh, tobacco is owned by Drew Estate, so it's mm-hmm. one of those. It, it, sure, it's a knockoff, but it's it's a subsidiary. It's not. Right. A, it's not. I shouldn't say knockoff. It's a subsidiary. It's, yeah, it's a side brand, sort of. It's one of their main side brands, but it's not the main thing they got. It's not their Java or 
anything yeah. else like that. I mean, I, you know, I could smoke a Java in the car and oh, God, you yeah. would know. I mean, you'd smell like I had a cup of coffee in the car. And that's, yeah. And especially if you're enjoying a nice drive or everything else like that to and fro, get about an hour or something else like that. You want to have a cup of coffee and a cigar, that's the way to go. That is the way to go. So. Mike, cigar is very nice. The, um, the whiskey? The whiskey were, it's still rough. Is that what you're telling me? Still rough. I mean, it's going to be compared to like an 18-year-old scotch. That's just, that takes 18 years. Cleveland is not particularly known for being a whiskey region. No, and I believe that the Cleveland, is if that's the actual Cleveland, I believe that they use the, uh, one of the newspaper articles indicated that they uh, use pressure to simulate the age. Okay. So it may not even be aged for the three or four years. And you can taste the difference. I think they use pressure, like a pressure, like a... Uh, Artificial aging. Yeah, like the pressure cookers that you use uh, now that are in vogue. Yeah. Whatever those are called. Um, the air fryers, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, a cup of coffee. I mean, the espresso works out real well. Uh, you know, every courthouse I go to, I get a cup of coffee. And yeah. it's always terrible coffee because it's mass-produced. It is. And it's just, it, it's more of a social kind of thing. It, you can walk around with it. It's always in the morning. Uh, very few people like, eh, no, I don't want to get a cup of coffee. You know, everybody will meet, people will meet for coffee. So yeah. it's a very social at- atmosphere, and that's really what you want out of the product and everything else like that. And as far as the finer things are, I mean, one of the things is that you get to know what kind of coffee you like. And mm-hmm. the coffee and cigar, it's just much like your mood, changes. Right. It, you know, like I said, I'll put a dollop of heavy cream in my espresso mm-hmm. it, some days. Some so, days I won't. Do you have a particular region of the world that you like their coffee? Are you familiar with the different regions? I The only coffee that I've really had is going to be from Colombia. Okay. That's going to be the most popular. Uh, I don't I'm not. I don't have a palate enough, at least for espresso. I mean, I'll have a uh, creamy espresso or a sure. dark espresso. Um, <clears throat> and then that will determine. Uh, I'm sure they're from different areas of the world. Uh, but Nespresso has four different capsules because they come in a little capsule. Yeah. And the the darker, the Intenso, I mean, this is just, yeah. it is a strong it is. espresso. It is. So it's one of those things where you, you can, uh, you take a shot of that and then you're like, okay, let's do this. For me personally, I Africa has really, really amazing coffees. Um, South America... Colombia tends to be kind of the basic range. I tend to do places more like Peruvian coffee is just insanely delicious stuff. You call me a basic white boy? No. (laughs) Not on the air. (laughs) That's super funny. So Peruvian, what makes Peruvian delicious? Um, From what I can remember of it, it's been a little while since I've had it. It's kind of fruity but not not fruity. annoyingly so like a hint yeah like a scotch that has a it's, nice hint yeah is that more of a comparable metaphor very much so i don't want to put words in your mouth no you're doing great keep going <laughs> the way to go yeah the uh and, and this is i mean and the other thing about coffee is that every culture has their own type of coffee they do and it kind of recognizes their culture, because caffeine 
is an addictive drug. It, it is. is a regulated drug. It uh, is. But it's a drug that we have deemed, relatively speaking, safe. And, and socially acceptable. And socially acceptable. Even well, desirable. In some instances. So because we are looking for that positive effect that the caffeine does have on us, mm-hmm. which it, you know gives you that pep in the step and everything else like that. Um, and so that's really what the idea is, is to just right. kind of be there and have that nice cup of coffee. And it, it's like a water cooler in the afternoon. Yeah. You have a cup of coffee, you sit down, come on in, let's talk about right. this. What's going on? Well, when you say that each culture has their own type of coffee, I mean, like I said, with the Turkish Ibrik, um, sometimes even their own way of making it. If you go to Hawaii, they have something that it's kind of close to coffee, and it's very traditional. It's called kava. I have been trying to hunt this stuff down for years, and I cannot find anybody that can hook me up with it. Road trip. It's not to Hawaii. They don't have roads that drive all the way over there. Yeah, but they do have interstates, and that's a, they cla- do. That's a classic joke. It is. It's a cla- where does where's the other state that Hawaii get next to if they have interstates? Technically speaking, California, and they do have interstates. They do have interstates. On maps, <laughs> this, this is like an official government thing. Hawaii has interstates that technically connect to California. Yeah, yeah. You just, just don't pays. want to drive it. Yeah, just who pays for it. That's what, the, that's what they call it, interstate, but... Kava Kava is, um, I don't know that it's strictly coffee, it's more its own plant, but it's got like this insane caffeine, and it's, I mean, if you overdo it, it's almost hallucinogenic. It's intense stuff, but it's very traditional Hawaiian thing. Culture. Yep. Culture. Yep. There is a Greek... Uh, shop in downtown Akron, uh, right by the piano. Well, it's now an arcade, or it used to be a piano store. And this lovely old man, and, and there's always a, old, a bunch of old guys playing backgammon. Nice. They're Greek. Uh, and it's a, it's all right on the main drag in Akron. And on a beautiful day, it's a great time to just go out in the afternoon, have a cup of coffee, and yeah. just watch traffic go by. Yeah. And it's it's that nice, relaxing mood. And I've done that a couple of times. Sure. And Greek coffee has uh, a, a little more tartness to it. Okay. Uh, and the way that the, uh, as we affectionately call her who works there, Yaya, which is Greek for grandma. And she's not that old. That's why we call her Yaya. But the food there is very good. And the coffee is very delicious. And you make, uh, you know, what you need at the time. And it's not not very wasteful. And then, you know, however many cups you make, you try to spread the cream evenly. Although, you know, somebody always gets more cream than the other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and there might be a couple of grounds in there, and that's just kind of the way it's made. Uh, but Suck it, it up, buttercup. That's exactly how it works. Uh, but it's it's got it's very tart as compared okay. to uh, what regular coffee that I that you would say just the American version is a little more tart. Uh, it, it's a little more potent. Um, and it's served very, very hot as well, uh, sure. at a very, a very, very hot temperature. And we, and I think one of the reasons that is probably the way that it's made is because it's made over an open flame. And oh, nice! It's so I haven't you, been there. I got to try this. If you make it over an, you make anything over an open flame, more often than not, it's going to be hotter. Sure. Than what you're used to. So 
I, you know, that's that's the way that the green coffee, at least in Akron, may I'm sure agree will tell me if I'm wrong or right. Oh, but, sure. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, they, they speak Greek, so mm-hmm. how far off the boat are they? I don't know, but it's just one of those little places sure. that it's great. It's got the little culture and that little slice of life, nice. and it's a great place if you were a colleague, just want to sit outside, watch the traffic go by, and enjoy a cup of coffee. And so, I mean, like, again, that's the, that's part of the finer things, is mm-hmm. enjoying those small little details, and you don't have to do it every day. So let me ask you this. Um... Is that your favorite coffee shop? Do you have a favorite? Is there a go-to? Well, I mean, everybody's got Starbucks. I mean, everybody's got I Starbucks. I don't do Starbucks, I, I go to if Star- I can help it. I go to Starbucks, I get a double espresso. I go there for meetings. I think that Starbucks coffee beans are burned. They okay. They over-roast them. Okay. And you My can, you personal can, opinion. And you can taste that. I will get a double espresso over ice, and then I will put a little cream in that, uh, and it's like four cups of coffee uh, if yeah. I'm in a hurry, um, or I just get a straight double espresso, uh, and it comes in again a tiny little cup. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little baby cup, and, and away you go. Uh, it, so Starbucks is obviously in a pinch, you know that we go there. Uh, I enjoy. I don't. There's Highland Square has a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. It's Angel Falls yep. Coffee. Uh, which I seem to like. It's got mm-hmm. a, a re- they're very nice. It's got a retro uh, feel. I shouldn't say retro, but a very um, homely feel. Yeah, a very welcoming uh, feel to it. You walk in, everybody says hello, and they make the coffee right there. Um, I tend to enjoy the Italian coffee machines mm-hmm. more than the other coffee. And I agree. It, just because uh, you, they say the names on the coffee machines, I'm mm-hmm. drawing a blank for what they are. Because I, I want to say Maserati, but I know that's not what. But <laughs> it, it might. It's not what it is, but it, it's like in cursive. And yeah. I, yeah, yeah. When you read cursive, you read it too quickly. Uh, the letters just yeah. mock into each other. So, uh, but the, I know that the Starbucks machines and the, the Angel Falls, their machines are different how they make it. And yep. that's part of the way that goes into the coffee, because there's a thousand, I mean, there's a, an infinite number of ways you can make this coffee. Sure. So as far as my favorite place, right now I think Angel Falls is a good spot. There's also another spot, good spot in Kent, um, right downtown, which is also very good. Um, that's a uh, timber. Okay. I believe is the name of it. Um, I could be stuffing that completely. Um uh, <laughs> I could be. I just, I know where it is. Sure. And you go there. And you, you go someplace so often. Oh, you yeah. You just forget where, you don't even know what the name is. You just go. How about you? Where's your favorite spot? Um, honestly, for me, I've got a whole collection of them literally spread across the entire United States. So, locally, um, Nervous Dog, it's close to my house. Classic one. That's a good one. There's one right by the Stowe Courthouse that I go to. Nice. Yeah. And then, um... There is Mugswigs, when I'm in Canton, Ohio, is phenomenal coffee. Literally the best that I've tasted in Ohio, and probably top two that I've tasted in the entire world. Is that the one where they do waffles, too? No. You've been to that one? No. Okay. But I'm interested. Okay. Um, Mugswigs is lovely. They do Phenomenal coffee, and I have literally gotten an Octocino. That's a cappuccino with eight oh. eight shots of espresso. Ooh. Yes, I thought it was going to die. I, yeah, we need to do a uh, blood pre- 
pressure test uh, prior to, and then yeah. uh, while, and then a- immediately after yeah. you're drinking that cup of coffee, because that's... Yeah, it, it, don't do it, guys. That, yeah, you're not enjoying shaking. it. Yeah. Her hands are shaking right now. Yeah, no, you're moving at the speed of light. It's like that little scene in, um, I can't remember the movie, maybe Open Season, but the squirrel, he's just strolling through, and they're setting off bombs and lawn stuff, and he's just... He's moving so fast, everybody else is, like, barely moving. That's super funny. Um, My absolute number one favorite, the end, is Seattle Coffee Works in, obviously, Seattle. It's right there by the fish market that everybody knows. It's got a statue of a man outside. Like, statue isn't the right word. It's kind of this art installation at the top of the building. A bust. Lift well, it's not because he lifts and then lowers a cup of coffee to his mouth, so it's mechanical, it moves. It's really interesting. The thing that I like about this one, and the reason I ranked them number one, very first time I went in there, I was obviously visiting Seattle and I asked them for a cappuccino, they're making it, and they poured a little in a separate spoon sampled it to make sure they had it right this is like a chef would do they are bringing that level of perfection to it and making sure that that's exactly the kind of coffee that they want to serve that's awesome i mean it's, yeah. like, a, it's like a taste test right there and you're just checking out like, and they they yeah. have a slow bar there as well they do the chemex um chemex is kind of it's hard to explain that's this big weird hourglass shaped glass pot and it's got a filter you pour the coffee and through that filter and it just slowly drips through drip 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 um how's that cigar you're almost at the end of it i don't want to cut you off there but no that's fine um it's good might be another rare episode where you get to your cigar end before i do that is rare and i don't know we're smoking the same cigar i'm just puffing on it a little more i guess and as it heats up still smooth Still rich notes of it coffee. Is. It's it goes well with the scotch. I mean, this is a solid choice. I mean, if you're just getting into cigars, you can't it really go, is. You can't yeah. go wrong with this. Again, if you're uh, the first cigar you ever have, uh, I will advocate that you get a Perdomo Champagne because that'll be smooth, it'll be enjoyable, and you'll. I think it's a little smoky. I would recommend this if you've never had a cigar before because it's got kind of that coffee flavor to it. It's sweet, so. You're not immediately hit with punch in the face. Oh my yeah. god, what did I get I'm into? Smoking a cigar. Right. Well, you can ease into it. Plus, like Wes said, it stays solid all the way through. The flavor tends to stay pretty similar from when you first light it to when you're finishing it. A lot of cigars they change and evolve as they heat up. This one, it's it's pretty solid all the way through. So Seattle did a very good job of taste testing it for you. Go figure. Seattle killing it on the coffee. Killing it. (laughs) Ensuring that high quality. Yeah. So what's, uh, is that the absolute number one? Is that what you're saying? Seattle Coffee Works is absolute number one. I think Mug Swigs is number two for me. There's a place in San Francisco that I love and I can't remember the name of it, but they use heavy cream. And so when you pour it in the coffee... It really ends up like a butter almost. Mm-hmm. It just tastes like butter. It's like a thickening agent. And not in a bad way. No. That, I, that kind of sounds nasty. Like, why would I want to drink butter? But it, it's good. 
Yeah, you especially in this day and age. I mean, we're not health nuts, but the more real ingredients that you have that aren't preservatives, that aren't um, chemicals or anything else like that, that's obviously going to be better for you. Yeah. And using whole milk or right. heavy cream, I mean, those are obviously natural products. Oh, so let me give that little tip. Um, like I said, I've got a milk frother. If you use one, the thing that I found that works the best, you're going to want to use whole milk for it. Don't try putting skim milk in there. There's not enough milk fat to actually accomplish anything. Go all the way for the whole milk, and it turns out nice, beautiful, thick, dry foam. And when I say dry foam, what I mean is all of that milk turns into foam. It, it just pours out like a semi-solid, as opposed to having a lot of, well, there's milk at the bottom, and it's going to pour into your coffee. For me, that waters down the coffee. I like my coffee black, but I like that solid foam that you just got to take a spoon to when you're done. Boom. So, perfect day. You mm-hmm. wake up in the morning. Mm-hmm. How do you make your cup of coffee? Um, perfect day. Perfect day. Perfect day. A number one day. You just found out you passed the bar. Oh, wow. Hit the lottery. You, wow. wake, you wake up the next morning. If I morning. hit the lottery, I'm headed to Seattle. <laughs> That's the perfect you, day. You wake up in the morning. Next to perfect day, yeah. I'm going to hit the, I'm probably going to do an espresso. It, it's really good quality coffee. It, I'd say it's better quality than the K-Cups. The K-Cups, they have the convenience factor. That's why you do a K-Cup. And there are, they are efficient. Absolutely. They are efficient, and some of the quality there is pretty good. Um, it's, I mean, obviously, it's designed for efficiency, not yeah. for uh, taste. I mean, and it depends on the time. Also depends on where you are. I mean, if you're just at work, you have your favorite K-cup, mm-hmm. because hopefully nobody's ganking or stealing your K-cups from you. Sure. I mean, that's a big deal. Sure. Um, so... I mean, I guess that's why I have a lot of coffee makers. Each one is for a little different purpose. Mm. My normal, typical drip cup coffee maker, it's a really high quality one. But, you know, it takes a lot longer. It makes a better cup of coffee than the K-cup, and so I like it. Do I want to put that time in all the time? No. So... Take the weekend, i got a coffee grinder, I'm going to grind my own beans so I get them just the right, perfect... Where you want. Yeah. Because each type of coffee, you've got to do a different grind. When you do an espresso, you want it really, really fine, because that's going to embed itself in the coffee. It's part of the coffee. Absolutely. If you want, um, like, a standard cup of joe you're going to do more of a medium. If you do a French press, you don't want those coffee grounds getting in there, so you're going to want to do a lot coarser grind to it. You know, pay attention when you do that. I'll also give the plug for you need to grind your beans right when you're using them. Don't pre-grind. Don't get the already ground. Yes, it's more convenient. I get that. Um, That's why I got my K-cup maker for the convenience. Take the time if you're actually making a cup that you really, really want to enjoy and grind them right then, do exactly the amount that you need, and then make your cup of coffee. I know 
It'll turn out for you. Yeah, that'll be perfect. And I will challenge you is to try different ways, too. Because mm-hmm. you get to experiment. I mean, the beautiful thing about coffee is that, one, you can't screw I mean, it's tough to screw up. It really is tough to screw it up. Here's how you screw up coffee. You get instant coffee. Well, That right. never goes well. Right. So That's not coffee. It's tough to, like I said, it's tough to screw it up. And, like, for instance, uh, my dad will put, will grind the coffee beans up the night before, put mm-hmm. them in the coffee machine. And then he will put in uh, like a pinch or two of coarse salt with sure. with the coffee grounds, sure, because that's what he likes. And it, that's you know you can try different things like that. You sure, can put a touch of salt in there. Well, I mean, salt just as it does for food, it kind of brings out the more complex flavors. Same with coffee. It's an old diner trick: put some salt in the coffee. It's like brand new coffee. Yeah, brand new. Nobody knows. It's perfect, and that's oh, all the all the greasy spoons know. You go to a down and dirty diner, they know they're doing that trick. They, they got you. Yeah, they got you. They're putting salt every time. I am almost done with my Cleveland whiskey here. Gone. Well done. Well done. Yeah, yeah. My perfect. Um, I think the way that I would perfectly describe it is I would have a. It's more of a mood because the coffee goes with your mood. So I think I, tend I, to agree. I think I figure out what I'm doing for vacation here uh, when the weather turns really nice. Uh, I, my aunt has since sold this place, but okay. she used to have a cabin in Winterburg, Colorado. Lovely. Which is a beautiful, it, a lot of great skiing uh, sure. opportunities there. But in the summertime, uh, well, and this is a place where if it snows too much, the roads are closed. Yep. So it's it, it's out there. Yeah, and, and you've got to be self-sufficient and everything else like that. So I, that's why I'm going in the summertime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because it's vacation. I'm not hibernating. So I will. Uh, so I would. And the cabin was beautiful. I would get a cabin, and then in the morning have a nice cigar out. You know, sunrise kind of situation. Have a nice uh, either heavy espresso mm-hmm. cafe. A little maybe maybe a dollop. Of uh, that heavy whipping cream, maybe even the Java by Blue Estate or Kabak, whatever I'm feeling. I agree. And just sit outside and enjoy that morning. Yeah. And just kind of let the beauty and the glory of the day, where the whole promise of the day is about to happen, Mm -hmm. and you're just, yeah. And then you're just like, okay. I mean, it's not like a naturist, naturalist kind of thing, but it's just one of those things where you just have the nice little cup of coffee, nice little espresso. That does sound nice. A little cigar. Yeah. And you're, standing, you're sitting outside. It's not cold, so it's okay. The weather's good. It's not selling. It's not too hot. And you're just enjoying it. And you just can hear the world around you and just just kind of be at peace. And I think that's, yeah. uh, you know, I think that would be my perfect cup of coffee, which I may achieve here <laughs> when, <laughs> when I go on vacation. Uh, that should be a good idea. So I'm going to tell this story just because it's amazing. and She's reaching for more whiskey. Amusing. Good. And um, so I said that I renovated my kitchen so that I could fit all of my coffee makers. I had, I tend to buy old houses. And this one is from about 1940. And it had an old galley kitchen, which, if you don't know, they're really narrow. There's no room in there. And the cabinets... Hence the term galley. ...were very, very low. So there was not even enough room for me to fit 
my K-cup maker under the cabinets, I'd have to pull it out every morning just to get my coffee. And that was irritating. So I'm like, you know what? This whole kitchen just it. irritates me. It's unusable. There's not enough storage space. That's why you go to law school, because you can afford to renovate homes. <sighs> That's why she did it. I guess. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, I'm taking down the wall in between my kitchen and dining room. Now, think about this, though. This is the definition of a finer face, because she is, Lisa is renovating her entire kitchen. I mean, how spoiled is that? For, Just For the sole purpose of making all of her coffee machines and equipment. I won't say the sole purpose, but. A heavy, a heavy thing. Yeah, it weighed very thing. strongly. <laughs> and knock, I knocked down that wall by myself. Um. It was a supporting wall, so I had to have somebody come in, and they put up what's called a header, which essentially keeps the house from falling down since it's a supporting wall. See those guns. And they um, they put up that wall. I had a weird space in one area. It was not big enough for an actual table, and the cabinets opened up into that space, so you can't put anything, so you've got this weird like area, and you can't do anything with it. So that became part of the bathroom. I've now got a clawfoot tub in there, which is also nice. So I got kitchen and bathroom. Not related to the coffee. Not related to the coffee, though. No. So I'm redoing this. I raise up the cabinets, and I start putting all my coffee makers back. Beautiful granite countertops. I mean, the whole thing was done very nice. She did it up nice. And I decided that I did not like the cabinets being that cluttered and having so much stuff. So I got a console table and put them in the dining room and completely got rid of my dining table. I thought, I need coffee makers more than I need a dining table. And so, yeah. Um, yes. Like, yes. Renovated two rooms for my coffee makers and then didn't even put them in the kitchen like I intended. That is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, thank you again for listening to the Finer Things Podcast. I am Wes. I'm Lisa. And that is Lisa over there. Again, thanks for the contributions to our Patreon account. It is patreon.com slash finer things podcast. Now, where can we find you, Lisa? Intricate Girl on Instagram. At At Intricate Girl. And I am at Jet Set Lawyer. And again, we are podcasting live. From the beautiful Members Only Lounge in the Cigar Club in Mm -hmm. Akron, Ohio. Thanks again for listening. Bye, guys.